Hey, Hello. good afternoon. Yes. Tell them who we are. Hi, we're Ross and Shannon <laughs> Turner, and we're here with Rebuilt by Grace. And we are a certified life coach and a person with a bachelor's mm -hmm. in psychology that just want to help people get to their comeback season. Yes. So we are going to be sharing with you six steps that God has taught us in the last two years. Y'all, we have, I'll share briefly, um, we have gone through, I'm just going to, Helen back, would you say that? That's uh, probably not quite, but close <laughs> to it, it seems like, yeah. All right, so what we want to do first, because um, we've, you know, the enemy, yeah, we had a beautiful photography light bulb break like five minutes before coming on. So we're going to pray. You mind if I open up in prayer? All right. Lord God, we just love you so much, Father God. And we just dedicate this time to you, Lord God, that your glory shines forth in our stories. And we thank you, Lord, that all the times that we have may have thought, may have thought that we were down and out for the count, but God brought us back and you gave us an amazing God-sized comeback story. And we love you so very much. And um, speak through us, all of us today and tomorrow. Oh, so exciting. In Jesus' name, amen. And we bind the enemy from trying to do anything in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, yes. <laughs> all right. So just to give um, some backstory, and then Ross is going to give you the six steps. So the backstory on this, you know, the world and everything was going down because of COVID. Well, our family was being hit because of other things. Um, some of this, I don't mean to be TMI, but yeah, is what it is. Uh, last year, I had what's known as uterine fibroids. And I talk about that a lot because many doctors will dismiss a woman and I am proof that those suckers can be life-threatening. And so I, gosh, I think for close to almost a year, I had episodes where I'll, I'll just say it, it was a lot of blood loss, like enough to where it would even show up on blood work. And due to my weight, the doctors were like, we're not going to give you a hysterectomy. That was the only thing that was going to stop me from losing that much blood. And they were like, we're not going to give you a hysterectomy, all this other stuff. It got to where one of the fibroids dislodged and even our, um, even our, I'm sorry, there's an alarm to be on here. <laughs> Even our doctor that was at the prominent, prominent uh, Tampa General Hospital, he was like, I've never seen anything like this before. So what did they never see before? <laughs> A fibroid dislodged and landed on my bladder and basically, in a nutshell, squished it. And I ended up developing a UTI that went septic. And I'm going to tell you, I am just, because UTIs, which I didn't know, UTIs can go to your bloodstream and hit your brain, okay? I am just now recuperating the majority of my memory. I have gone almost all year, last, some of last year and this year, with short-term memory loss and having different episodes. And my friends have grace for me, especially Crystal, because as soon as something hits my thought process, I have to get it out or I might risk losing that thought process. So I always tell her, 
if I get if I'm getting excited and I start interrupting you, <laughs> she goes, I know, I know. <laughs> so you gotta have friends that have grace like that. And um, long story short, the fibroid kind of came out even further. And um, I was due to have emergency surgery and they kept, they admitted me to the hospital, thank God, but it took, what was it, like two to three days for them to actually yeah. do the first surgery. And then I finally ended up getting the other surgery. But there was major life lessons that we learned to where now, you know, God told us to bring the things that we have learned to help others. And that is how Re Rebuilt by Grace was born. So that, that's some of our backstory. So Ross is going to read you the six steps. After he reads you the steps in the scripture that goes with the step, I'll give you some contents of that. We do have a PDF that is scheduled to go out. Um, I would say the next 30 to 40 minutes, there will be a post that goes out because there's some homework too, if you want to do that. Um, so yeah, go ahead, Ross. The first step is seek after what God wants for you his goals for your life. And the scripture that goes with that is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. So the contents behind that, have you ever strived so much for a goal and then you achieve the goal? And what do you feel? Sometimes you feel empty, right? Yes. Could it be that we were going after something that God never called us to go after? So, you know, like I said in the post before, today and tomorrow really was just going to be started as a little 20 to 30 minute talk Ross and I were going to give for our new coaching program we have coming out next week about goals and accountability. But Saturday morning, the Lord's like, you know, as well as anybody else, if people's hearts are broken, they're in despair they're discouraged the last thing they're thinking about is setting a goal right because like i remember yes. back then the my goal was to survive another five minutes my goal was to remember what i was going to say when i went to speak it like those were my goals per se just have hope for a little longer and so saturday morning god put it on my heart reach out to this one this one this one this one this one and have them share their God-sized comeback stories. So we'll talk about our goal-oriented program later in the day, but that's where part of this comes from is when we go to shoot for a goal, what we really should do is seek God first because he is the one that created us. You know, a lot of times we're told, throw it on a vision board. If you want it, you manifest it, you just proclaim it all day long it'll be yours but what if that's not what god has for you so we just want to encourage you get with the lord and if you have a vision board if you have a prayer journal already submit it at his feet and do nothing else but ask him your perfect will what is your perfect will okay what's number two the next one is to have accountability and tough love and the scripture that goes with that is ecclesiastes 4 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? 
Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. So accountability, accountability, sweet, sweet friendship. Like that friend that you can call, not even when you're just working towards goals, but that friend that you can call in the middle of the night, I'm struggling. You know, I, I'm so thankful Crystal is on here because she's she's been my girl. Her and Deborah have been my girls. And to just be like, I, I'm struggling. I know God wants me to move forward. He wants me to start planning out some goals. I know what it is he wants me to do. I don't really want to do it. <laughs> I was just, I was still feeling so depleted and everything. And they have encouraged me to do what I can with what I have. And so they have been my, my sisters, my accountability sisters. So that is another very important thing. Wouldn't you say that about? Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, our, our former pastor, Pastor Dustin Lachance, he always said, you can't do life alone. And I'm telling you, as an introvert, I know y'all probably think I'm an extrovert, but let me tell you, <laughs> I'm an introvert. And Ross is an introvert too. And like that changed my life to hear you can't do life alone because as an introvert, what do you technically want to do? You always try to do life alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to bother anybody. I'm going to stay in the corner over here and, and all that. Uh, what is number three? Number three is let go of the old hurt and transform your mind. The verse is Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what's, what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So the world is very much like, oh, if they've done you wrong, go get him, have revenge, and hold a grudge against them for a thousand years to come. But the thing is, if your vision is so clouded, if your heart is still so broken, you can't transform into the new season for the simple fact, like it says, you're not going to be able to discern God's will. So you know how like you can't take old wineskins into the new season and things like that. I mean, I can go on and on for days, but you have to be willing to let stuff go. So you can be transformed into crossover into your comeback season. And what is number four? Number four is embrace the pruning process. John 15, 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that, burst, that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Uh, so, embrace the pruning process. It was kind of funny because remember during 2020 when like the world was going bonkers, we started learning about Maverick City. And we started learning about that beautiful song, Refine Me in the Fire. And... Yeah, remember we all sung it. We already know our words have power, right? And I submersed myself in that song because I loved that song. And if you came over to my house, you were submersing yourself into the song too because how many times did I have that sucker play? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Every day for a while, I think. Yes, yes. It's a powerful song. But what it did is it put my heart in this posture of God, here I am, prune me. <laughs> Little did I know what I was asking for. <laughs> but seriously, like, and then Ross was like, prune me too. And we were like, God, we don't want your permissible will. We want your perfect will. Hey, Cheryl. We were like, we want your perfect will. We want your perfect will and who our friends are. We want your perfect will in our career and business choices. 
We want your perfect will and how we parent. We And do we get it right all the time? No, but we're growing. But I'm going to tell you that I would say, would you say like it has been like the last seven months that it feels like he took almost everything away? Seems like it's been going on longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> embrace the pruning process is number four because let me share with you when you go to god and you really want to see him move in your life when you go to him and you're asking prune me put me on the potter's will i am yours take away everything and anything that's not of you you will go through a very barren lonely season because he has to do some inner healing in your heart. This was the case for us, um, a lot for me because, <laughs> yeah, um, he had to do a lot of healing in my heart. And it got to where I was like, I'm so lonely, I'm so lonely. And it was basically, Shannon, I can do this in private with you or I can do this in public with you. But your heart is to move forward with me and we've got to clear some of this out of here. Do you want to do it in private or public? And I'm like, ah! I will remain in Seth Cave. It is okay. And so, but then, you know, and then I went through this struggle of, I got comfortable in there because Seth Cave goes with my, um, oh, the word just left me. Introvert. Yes, thank you. Love you so much. Seth <laughs> Cave goes with my introverted personality. Like, I can be an extrovert when God calls for it. Majority of the times, I would rather, I love you, but I would rather text than talk on the phone a lot. Um, I, I'm just, you know, once I go to an in-person conference, I need a few hours to. <laughs> so when God started really niching me down and we were like, oh Lord, like Ross noticed, he goes, you had a lot of people around you. <laughs> I'm like, ah, no. And there was times I tried to rush it and so girlfriends need coffee for those of you that know especially the locals we would meet at coffee shops have big events and things like that i tried to jump ahead of god in said pruning process i can tell you there was a few of the coffee gatherings i tried to put together that i was the only one that showed up i finally gave up and i'm like i fully surrender like if you need me by myself with just my family for however long you need i i am i'm here and um but then when it was time to get nudged out i was like i don't want to go and crystal was like you know how the eagle does that to her her children this is yeah god's doing this for you <laughs> so that's flying now <laughs> Fly away, little birdie. <laughs> and what would you say at uh, number five is? number five is move in silence psalm 141 verse three Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Okay. This beautiful soul has that nailed. You, you so good on keeping <laughs> your mouth shut. Hello, my name is Shannon. And when I get really excited, especially things God's showing me, I, I go tell everybody. Tell everybody and a friend. Not that I'm bragging. Not that I'm looking for confirmation. I'm just really excited. And because it's exciting when God starts showing you, hey, do this, do this. Okay, now we're going to do this. 
And also, I'm a type A personality. So when God, <laughs> when God used to show me stuff in like the big picture form, I went out and told everybody, and then I would also try to build, build it within a weekend. I'm just, I'm a go-getter. That's how he made me. Um, but there is a way, too, that our strengths have a thin line and can cross into your weakness. And I've learned that. Same going with, I, I'm a speaker, but I'm also a blabbermouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I highly, highly, highly ask of you. When God shows you something, there is one person, Latoya Okia, and yeah, Latoya Okia, she's on YouTube, and she was like, if God is showing you, you're going to be moving into a house, if God is showing you, you're going to get a new job, if God is showing you, you're going to get married, she was like, your safest thing to do is you don't do a post in regards to that matter until you're standing in the living room of your new place until you're at the wedding like she was like because here's the thing have you ever noticed have you ever noticed that you'll go speak something out and the enemy's right there or you speak something out god gave me this business idea this happened to me so many times when your husband starts noticing there's a pattern of people pay attention but you would go I would go speak something business-wise that God gave me I just wanted to share it and there would always be that one person that would literally try to take my what I said that God told me to do and they would try to run with it but here's the thing, you may be imitated, but you can't be duplicated. So, I mean, they always kind of fell down on their face, but <laughs> we're still working on that inner healing. Um, <laughs> but that has happened to me so many times. So I want to encourage you. I want to highly, highly encourage you. Move in silence. And, but remember, you can't do life alone. So, Get yourself that one ride or die girlfriend or that one really good guy friend that you can confide in that you know they're not going to go run and tell anybody what you, what God is telling you and they're going to pray for you. But here's, here's another thing. Not everybody on our timelines are Christians. And I have wondered sometimes, is there someone, I know this is going to sound weird, but is there someone on my timeline that might be dabbling in some other stuff that I don't know about? And people can, you know, there's modern day witches and new ages and all the ages. <laughs> um, we don't know when there's, you know, when they might be doing something. And we need to pray that God reveals to us who is around us and who is like in our vicinity because I had set a prayer request and be careful with your prayer request. I'm even going to say that I had set a prayer request last year for Trinity's birthday that there would be no hurricanes. I would not end up in the hospital because I've been in the hospital a couple of times on her birthdays and the other birthdays we had hurricane warnings and she got it in her head, you know, her birthday is cursed. I'm just going to be honest. And, um, I made a post 
and I asked for prayer. It was not 48 hours later that I got hit with one of the severe fibroid episodes and then ended up in the hospital on her birthday. Actually, no, I went in the day before her birthday and then I was in and out for two months after that. Also, after the hysterectomy and I came home and everything, <laughs> I was 0.8 pounds away from a whole 50 pound weight loss because I was plant-based during all of the in and out of the hospitals, except for when I was in the hospital, they had really good food, so I, I indulged. Um, but and then after the hysterectomy and after they got the fibroids and the uterus out, all the, all the things, um, I had 1.8 pounds to lose to reach a 50 pound weight loss. Let me tell you, I got on Facebook. Remember that? <laughs> I got on Facebook and I said, y'all, I am 0.8 pounds away from a 50 pound weight loss. God as my witness, the very next day, that weight started rapidly coming back on. I have no explanation for it, but I will tell you, I'm very careful now on what I put out on my main timeline. I'm, I'm very careful with asking for prayer. I may say, you know, like a generalized prayer and stuff, but, and, and I definitely don't go blurting out uh, business strategies that God gives me and everything. I'm learning because this one, you've, you've perfected the whole movement silence because <laughs> you don't want nobody knowing our business. <laughs> but, and, and I am learning to do said same thing. And when I'm excited, you know, I can grab a journal and I can write it down or I can tell our dog. Donovan usually he, doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> he's a captive audience. Yeah. Um, so if you're anything like me and you just explode when you get excitement, <laughs> All right. And what is number six? Number six is have positive expectations that God will move on your behalf. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. So you actually came up with that particular one. So what what means you put that down? So um, yeah, I'm not saying that. Um, having a positive attitude and expectations will automatically make everything happen, but it definitely helps. Um, I'm always telling my kids, you know, sometimes they'll come home upset about something that happened, and I'll say, you know, believe that it's going to be a great day, and it might be. If you think it's going to be a horrible day, it probably will be. So I always try to help them with their mindset, and so that I felt like that would be an important thing to include here. Yeah. That, you know, if as we're going through these steps to make our comeback, to believe that it's going to happen. Absolutely. So we have to, and it, it's not that, you know, because I think also some things can go left that are not meant to be, but I think it's just, it's hope. It's hope that it won't always be like this. You know, you could be like, God, I've been struggling with finances for so long, but I'm just gonna choose to believe you and have great expectation. It will not always be like this. God, I've been struggling with health issues for so long. I am just gonna start believing you that it will not always be like this. So we wanna just encourage you to 
get in the word, get before him, start surrendering, submitting everything to him. Let him, <laughs> I say this with much love, let him strip you bare if he has to. So we noticed, especially that pruning season, we noticed I went from having a lot of people around me to down to maybe three or four if I'm lucky. Um, and some just the seasons were up, people get busy and that's cool. And that's, you know, you have to allow transitions to happen. But I came to realize afterwards, God overhears conversations that we don't. So during your pruning season and your pruning process, if you so choose to take upon that, when he starts putting distance, allow him to, allow him to. One of the key ways to see if you're the one that's putting in so much in the friendship or if it's a balanced one, stop texting. Stop constantly making the plans. Stop reaching out sit back allow them to come to you if they don't come to you when you back off awesome thank god for the season that you had with them and stop trying to make something work that the season is done so um do you want to recap just the headings on these so uh, once again the six steps are number one seek after god once uh, seek after what god wants for you his goals for your life um, step two is to have accountability and tough love. Uh, step three is to let go of the old hurt and transform your mind. Step four is embrace the pruning process. Step five is move in silence. And step six is have positive expectations that God will move on your behalf. Yes. So what we have here, and then we're going to be wrapping up. So one thing to know about the speakers I just asked them to be done within 45 minutes. Some may speak uh, for 10 minutes. Some may speak for the full 45, but what we have scheduled is every top of the hour until we're done today. So I think today I'm taking the four o'clock slot and then we're gonna close out today. But every top of the hour, you're going to get a new speaker that's gonna share their story. However, so in addition to that, I went ahead and uploaded this. It's a scheduled post, so it should be coming out soon. Ross and I converted the six things into like a mini journal homework assignment for you. Don't try to do this all in one day. This is just something to keep with you throughout the journey. Should you embark upon that desire of God, I just want your best. And I know in order to get your best, I have to be your best. You know, if you're believing God for a husband, y'all, or, or if you're believing God for a wife, that's all well and good to make your little list and all that stuff. What you need to be doing, though, is getting before the Lord and saying, if I'm wanting your best, make me your best for somebody else. Asking God to prepare you. So this is just, um, it's eight sheets you can print out and it will just walk you through the steps. It's a prayer sheet, devotional sheet, and just really gets you before the Lord. And thank you for allowing us to take what the devil meant for our bad and allowing us 
to partner with the Lord and to come share our story on how we're being rebuilt by grace. So we have Crystal coming up at one, Courtney at two, Paula at three, and then I'll be back with another testimony and closing at four. And then next, uh, tomorrow we have, memory, um, that's, uh, we have Mona. Mona. I don't remember because I think there was some time slots that were empty, but we have Mona, we have Sharon, we have Rob and Steven uh, starting at 12 tomorrow. All right, so is there anything that you wanna say? Um, not right now, I'm just uh, glad that everybody tuned in today and I hope that some more people tune in later and I look forward to seeing you all. Yeah, so, and um, we're operating on Eastern time zone. So come back at one o'clock for Crystal. All right, so have a great day.